Welcome to the 168th episode of the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sardo, the founder of Monkeys Fighting Robots. I question these days. Because the robots are going crazy, the monkeys are going insane, and it is a battle royal at MFR HQ. <laughs> but how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm always excited to talk to you guys. Had a big hockey weekend this past weekend, super tired, was very looking forward to reading some comic books, and, uh, and then we got Mother's Day weekend coming up this weekend, so don't forget to get your mother flowers, take her out, get a card, whatever you have to do, um, you know, make sure you take care of your mom, because you know, it's your mom, that's what you gotta do, and she probably bought you comic books when you were a kid, so uh, definitely take care of your mom. This week, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about uh, Tom King, Scott Snyder, Grant Morrison, and my quandary of my comic book reading and my attachment to comic books and comic book writers. And and I, I feel like there's something broken in me because I don't connect with Tom King, and I would like to vocalize that. Um, what else is out there? We also have a, a preview of a War of Realms tie-in for Spider-Man uh, that makes me question some things about the universe. And I want to talk to you about that. What else is going on? Uh, Jamie Jones and I, uh, he's the artist of Tales of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Um, he and I got together this past week over at uh, the Flying Boat. And we basically penned out the next six chapters of the Tales of Monkeys Fighting Robots comic strip that comes out every Sunday. And um, we're closing out the first story arc and we're starting to build out the next story arc. So the next six episodes or strips close out the first story arc, the first like 20 strips of Tales of Monkeys, Funny Robots. I think that'll bring us all the way to like middle to end of June. And then uh, we're going to start another story arc that'll probably go for the rest of the year depending on how that all plots out. But um, everything that we've been working on for the past 16 weeks um, is kind of coming to a head with the strip. And um, it's always fun to uh, chat with Jamie about comic books because the, he's a kid. And, you know, I'm I'm 40-something, he's 20-something, and, and he's a kid. But, like, he like most comic book artists, I don't even know if it's most, it's my generalization right there. He has such a historian factor to him. So when you talk comic books about him, like he knows his shit and he also has a good like point of reference and a cinema quality to his conversations when it comes to designing comic books. And like, and he also just wants comic books to just be fucking fun. Like just fun. You know, like it's, there's there's a lot of people um, that are super deep with comic books and and that's great and that's amazing but like Jamie and I we just want to create a fun book and that's that's what we want to do an action packed fun book that's got some cool shit so that you're like hey that was some cool shit uh, not Michael Bay crazy I don't know maybe Michael Bay crazy I, I still Bad Boys too one of the best movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Jamie and I, we penned up those things. I'm very excited. We've got a huge splash page coming out this week. 
Um, check it out. Uh, it'll be out Sunday. Uh, basically, you can go to Monkey Spade Robots. It's on the front cover, or it's on the uh, homepage. Um, and if you click on uh, the, the strip, it'll take you to the, the page that houses everything. And you can just scroll and read from the beginning if you have yet to read Tales of Monkey Spider Robots. And, uh, oh, what else we got? Um, over at Pomaxium, we're giving away tickets to Aladdin. There's an advanced screening of Aladdin coming up. And if you go to Pomaxium, there is um, a contest. And uh, so we're giving away tickets in Miami, Orlando, and Tampa. So if you live in that vicinity, uh, we have some screenings. And you basically just click on the contest that corresponds to your area. And there's a few things you have to do, whether you, uh, you know, like us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, through Popaxium. Um, and you can even just share the contest to, to win, uh, qualify to win. Um, so it's really simple. Um, I love working with Disney with stuff like that. I know we gave away uh, Captain Marvel tickets. Um, they never had nothing for Infinity uh, War because they, they, they knew everybody was going to go see it billions and billions of dollars later. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we're going to have something coming up in the future for Ma. Um, and I also sent some emails out for uh, the Dark Phoenix. Hopefully hear something back from about that. Um, and then I also have to reach out to them about Spider-Man, uh, Far For Home. But we usually have the Disney stuff, uh, which kind of corresponds with Marvel and Star Wars. So, um, you know, we might do a giveaway for um, DVDs and stuff like that later on as well. Um, but I'll just keep it up that. But right now we have an Aladdin giveaway on Pop Axiom to go to Pop Axiom. And um, I will build something on the homepage that shows our contest so that you know exactly where to go for that. Um yeah, and since we're on Anchor, this sounds like a perfect time for you to hear a commercial uh, by the most famous voiceover actor of all time. So here's our commercial. Uh, thanks to our sponsors at Anchor. And when we get back, we're going to talk some comic books. And we are back. Thank you for making it through that commercial. I really need to update it and make it more pop. I need to make it pop. I got to make a pop. I got to, you know, come at it. But you know, I, I, I don't want to, uh, sound like a schlup. And, uh, with those ads, those ads, those ads crack me up, you know, because you're, they're like, Hey, read this. And you're like, okay, I'll read this. Um, and you just were there and listened to it. So I appreciate you listening to it because, uh, hopefully, um, uh, that's how we're going to change the world with the bankroll coming in from anchor. Uh, no, not really. Um, but no anchor is seriously, it's one of the best podcasting platforms. I think this is our third or fourth platform right now. We were on SoundCloud, um, and, um, blog talk radio, uh, and now we're on anchor. So this is my third. Um, and it's amazing how technology has changed and how things have upgraded and how simple it is to interface with things like that. So, um, Enough of me talking about Anchor since you just heard my commercial and then I continue to talk about it. I need to take a drink of water because, you know, we're about to talk about some comic books. The first thing I wanted to do is let you know that I'm going to start reading Paper Girls. And I want to talk, talk about that because I really like Brian K. Vaughan. And uh, we're that book's like 30 issues in and I feel like that's something we should discuss. So, um... If you've read Paper Girls, that's awesome. If you haven't, 
Um, next week, I'm probably going to read like the first issue of the first trade and kind of talk about that. Um, the kind of like talk about something that's in the past that you kind of grab in yourself and you can grab yourself and kind of read with me. Um, that's kind of like a book club thing. And then once I get caught up, then I'll probably talk about the individual issues, um, depending on how it goes, um, throughout the podcast. But I definitely wanted to like read the first like trades and kind of talk to you, talk to you guys about that, about, you know, basically four weeks of paper girls or five, depending on how many trades are out. Um, so that I'm going to pick that up and I will read that. And so we'll talk about that next week. Um, but this week, the book that I reviewed on, on monkeys fighting robots is the Batman who laughs number five. Um, Scott Snyder just had a kid and he messaged me on Twitter. He's like, Hey man, did you get that? And I was like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, I talked to Anthony, the editor in chief of, uh, monkeys. Right I was like, Hey, does anybody reviewing this? And he's like, no, 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 no. We need somebody. And I was like, okay, I'll review it. And uh, I read the first one and the first issue, uh, you know, five months ago had a crazy ending to it. And I was like, Oh my God. But then it kind of lost so many books come in and out, like things kind of just come in and out. Um, so I had to reread, I reread one and I basically read one through five on Monday or Tuesday night, Monday night, I think. And Jacques, the artist on it and David Byrne and Sal Cipriano, uh, letters and David Byrne is, uh, colors. And I was like, wow, this thing is dark and it's depressing and it just, it's heavy and it's. Oh man, it brought me, I had to eat some ice cream afterwards. Like I was like, oh my God, before I write my review, I need to just, I got to find the cheer up zone. And the cheer up zone was like a small little dish of ice cream, um, from leftover from the twins first birthday. It's like this little birthday cake in a little cup, which is perfect for a fat guy. Cause like I probably would have devoured a half gallon of ice cream after Scott Snyder's, um, insanity and, um, I highly recommend the book. I highly recommend the book and I'm interested to see where they go because basically uh, Scott Snyder has pulled a Toy Story 3 where like in Toy Story 3, I thought that kids were, I thought the toys were going to die at the end. I mean, you did too. And it's like, it brought a tear to your eye. You're like, oh my God, they're going to actually kill them off and recycle them and build new toys. And, and you're like, no, it's a Disney movie. They're gonna... But that's where I am right now with, with the, uh, the Batman who laughs on uh, number five, like, I don't see Gotham surviving. I don't see Batman surviving. I was like, this thing is going so far down a rabbit hole. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to turn around. And I love it. It's like great storytelling. It's, it's the hero's journey at that point where all hope is lost. And my hope was a cup of ice cream. And uh, it really didn't help me. I was still scared. But this made me think of my connection with Heroes in Crisis and Tom King. Uh, water is so good for you. Drink lots of water. Stay hydrated. But Heroes in Crisis is going on. And then Miracle Man happened. Um, you got Tom King's Batman. And I've been reading all this. Uh, basically since the Monkey's Fanny Robot started. And there, there's something something wrong with me. There's something. It's, it's my fault. Um, but I do not connect with Tom King's writing. And I'm, I've been desperately trying to figure out why. Um, and then I talked to my one buddy, Jay, uh, from Richmond over at opening day or one of our long friendship conversations that we had on the phone. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't connect with him either. And, and so then I started thinking, I was like, 
is it a generational thing? Is it is it something that's going on? Like, what is it about Jay and I that doesn't connect with Tom King? You know, because he's he he's an amazing writer. I, well, I you know his speech, uh, Superman's speech in Heroes in Crisis is one of the best speeches that I've ever read in comic books. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, but for some reason, I don't connect with anything else that's going on in the story. And I'm desperately, desperately trying to figure out why, because I want to enjoy this. Everybody, you know, that seems like everybody else is enjoying this. Um, you know, Anthony loves it. He's blown away by it. Um, you know, every, you know, they're nominated for Eisner's, um, you know, accolades everywhere else. And I'm like, okay, it's gotta be me. It's gotta be me. And I've got to figure out what I'm doing. Like, is it, am I, am I done with comic books? Have I hit that? that plateau where it's like, Hey, you know, um, just go read independent comic books, go there. You're just, you're done with the superhero books. Um, and so I continue to question myself, but then the Batman who laughs happened. And I was like, this story is so crazy. This story is so over the top. This story is nothing that happens in this. book. I mean, there are some things that happen in this book where like, Will stand will will stand in continuity wise, um, because you know the fabric of continuity is is destroyed. Um, but I emotionally connected with it, and I'm just like struggling with it. And I was just like, oh, I was like, you know, and like for some reason, like the rain on the first page, like got me depressed and made me think about Gotham and all those different things. And then like Batman fighting through is, and Jacques Art's kind of like. Jacques Art's kind of wonky. He when like he's he's got some amazing stuff that he does, but then like him showing action sometimes it's a little rough. But like I still felt like Batman's like stuck in a situation. He's got the cowl on. They're just firing bullets at him, and and maybe it's like the storytelling aspect of it, where like the way it's shot, I connected with it more. Maybe that could be it. Um, but I felt every bullet that hit his cowl, and like every sting, I was like ow 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 ow. I was like, stop shooting me, guys. Like, it stopped. And I was like, wait a second. I'm not in this. Why am I getting shot? Um, but I really connected with this book. And I was like, okay. So I still can connect with comic books, with the big two comic books. And I was like, okay. So it's it's something with me. But then, and then so I started thinking, I was like, has this happened before with me? And I was like, I was like, well, there's that guy, Grant Morrison, who does some amazing things. And, and, I don't really connect with him either. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, Tom King is the American version of Grant Morrison. And then it, it, it just hit me. And I was like, this makes sense. I was like, there's some concepts that he's doing that are amazing and brilliant and, and just crazy out there. But for some reason it just doesn't connect with me. And that's fine. That's fine. But like his miracle man, like that's a Grant Morrison type thing. You know, his Batman is is very Morrison-esque. And now Heroes in Crisis, super meta, super crazy, out of left field. I was like, this is definitely Grant Morrison. And I get it. You know, people love Grant Morrison's X-Men. But I will take a Josh Whedon's astonishing X-Men any day of the week over Grant Morrison's crazy X-Men. And so I think it's okay that I don't connect with Tom King. 
I think Tom King is an amazing person. I think he's an amazing writer. Uh, we've, we talk every time that he's here in Orlando during Megacon and he is, uh, very gracious and very humble and enjoys writing about comic books and he doesn't have ill will towards anyone. Um, even though he gets ill willed left and right, um, you know, it's just, it's art. And for some reason it just doesn't do it for me it's probably like a wes anderson film you might you must some people love wes anderson films me i'm like yeah it's all right and so this is me establishing that tom king writes amazing work but it just doesn't resonate with me like i i don't write and i'm trying to figure out what the what the little details are and and sometimes it can be in the artwork where those com- where the artists like can shoot a page and this is this is where it goes back to Jamie and I talking about comic books and us creating comic books where there's some people some artists that like maybe frame a page better or the cinematography better where like the conversation bounces back and forth where you don't feel where you feel more connected with the book whereas sometimes you feel like you're just reading words and there's stickers on a page of action. And you're like, okay, this doesn't come together. Um, but I'm going to take a deeper dive into my Tom King. And I'm going to continue going down there. But I think the perfect analogy for that right now is that Tom King is Grant Morrison in my head. He's my Grant Morrison. Or he's the American version of Grant Morrison. And And, and he doesn't need... He doesn't need anybody's praise because he's just doing his job and everything like that. But like, I, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like he doesn't need me to say like Tom King is great because Tom King knows he's great. Um, but I'm trying, I, I, I think this is, this is a healthy point to be at. I can read his comic books now and I can be like, okay. And, and, and just kind of work with it. Now that I know where I am on a level watch. Cause like Grant Morrison still does amazing things. Um, I still remember of, of when he was writing Batman and Batman was buried and Batman's like, I've trained my whole life for this. I know exactly how much I know how exactly how much I had to work out to get myself out of a coffin that's buried 12 feet deep with this amount of dirt on top because you know, it requires this much, energy this much power this much thing and then like i was like oh my god that totally makes sense that is the most amazing batman thing that i ever heard was that batman figured out that like hey i I have this shitty job where i'm eventually going to be buried alive by some whack job criminal i probably should figure out how to get out of here and i was like that is what batman would do and i was like brilliant so it's not that it's not that i hate it's not that I hate it. I don't definitely do not hate it. Um, it just doesn't connect with me. But Superman's speech from Heroes in Crisis is going to be one of the most epic speeches of all time. Everything around it, I'm not too sure yet. And there's still time for that to turn around. Um, but I, I just want you to know as a fan that there are healthy ways to talk about creators 
that you might not connect with or artists that you might not connect with. And it's more on you to figure out where the issue is as opposed to hopping on Twitter and yelling and screaming and threatening to kill Tom King. Um, if you are, I mean, honestly, we, our listener count is, is, is low. Um, and it's not a negative thing because I, I do like connecting with every person that listens to the podcast. But if one of my list, if, if you are, are listening to this podcast and you're one of the people that threatened to kill Tom King, please don't do that. Like, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent certain that, uh, all the people that do listen to this podcast probably aren't threatening to kill Tom King, but that is crazy that people are doing that. And, and that's why I wanted to go through this kind of exercise of like analyzing and, 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 and looking at me and trying to figure out what's going on because I mean, this is, this is art. This is somebody's interpretation of, of a character. This is, this is, um, you know, and there's no fast, solid rule of what is what when it comes to comic books, you know, we, we make our rules as fans. Um, but sometimes we go too far and it's funny cause I'm, I'm going to transition into, um, the amazing, the art exclusive for, uh, Marvel comics, war of realms, Spider-Man league of realms. And I, I don't make, I'm not making rules here. Um, but I do have a, like a critique and I was, I was like listening to a panel. I was reading the five page preview and basically Spider-Man's in charge of, uh, the league of realms. That's going to help try to do something in war realms. And so they have a, a, ba- a motley band of Asgardian craziness and in, in other realms of people and Spider-Man's in, in the lead. And I was just like, Spider-Man lately feels like Tom Holland in Avengers. And I'm like, okay, this is weird because we've, you know, Spider-Man's been around since the sixties and you have all this other continuity. So I wasn't sure if they like rebooted Spider-Man or how they are with Spider-Man. But like, I was like, you know, even if he's in his mid twenties, he's still fought tons of stuff. And, and I was like reading, reading, where, where did it happen? Sorry, Thor, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to find the exact line. Um, yeah, they even talk about it here where like, Spider-Man goes, I know I can handle myself in a fight like back in Jotunheim. Uh, but what you're asking me to do, I'm not a warrior. I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, I don't know if that line is forced. Like, do they make the writers of Spider-Man say that? Um, and I really, Sean Ryan, the writer, I, I really want to ask him, like, did they make you put Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man in there? Because we've read it a million times. We don't need to be told, like, this you're the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, unless, you know, there's a directive from Marvel that says, like, hey, this Spider-Man is Tom Holland now, or the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man, and he's not as sure of himself as Spider-Man that's been around since 1963, you know? Um, 
but that's where it gets tough as a fan because you, you don't know what the rules are. And with this one, when he's like, I'm not a warrior, I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I, I don't need that line. I don't need that line forced down my, you know, I'm forced down my throat a million times every issue. It's like, oh, I'm the friendly. Like, we get it. We, we know you're the friendly neighborhood because that's one of your catchphrases. Like, that's, you know, there was even a book called that. Um, I would have much rather had, like, him say, like, I've got this. And then in a war balloon, it says, like, I totally don't have this. There are there are better ways to say I'm not a warrior, I'm friendly neighborhood Spider-Man than reciting a line that has been in a comic book a million times over. And that that's where I want to like dig deeper on the comic book side and be like, hey, is there an editor there that looks over your writing? Which I'm sure there is a editor, but like is there someone like a like I know that there's like Star Wars continuity people um, that kind of like, hey, this happened, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And I know that there's like a whole inner working of Lucasfilm. Who is that person at, at, uh, at Marvel Comics? And I know I'm just like nitpicking like one little panel, but like this is, this is what we do. We analyze comic books and I'm not taking anything away from Sean Ryan. I'm just trying to figure out like what is the best way of telling stories. And that's a spectrum, you know, what, again, what works for Tom King readers don't, doesn't work particularly well for me, but I do love what Scott Snyder's doing. I do love what, uh, you know, a Josh Whedon comic book, you know, I'm trying to think of all the other different writers, uh, Jeff Johns. I'm trying to think of, you know, but that now I'm that I'm like in the panel page and analyzing words and panels and everything like that. Like there are certain artists that tell stories better than others. And um, the artist on this, on, on the, our preview is fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. Angles are fine. Everything, color, I think the color is actually really good. And Marvel didn't tell me who the colorist was on it and they didn't give me a credits page. So I apologize for whoever did, whoever worked on the colors for War of Realms, Spider-Man League of Realms. You did an amazing job. And as soon as I figure out who you are, which I will on Monday when Marvel sends me books, I will definitely send out a tweet going like you made some amazing stuff. Um, but going back to the artist of it, uh, art by uh, Nico Leon. His, his artwork is pretty solid in this preview and it goes, it's, it's got nice, the way the dialogue goes back and forth is pretty cinematic on it. And that's what you kind of need. You need that kind of back and forth and, and sometimes you get stuck. Um, but, Okay, so we're talking about comic books, writing. So there's kind of like continuity to a character that you expect certain things from Spider-Man. Um, and this could be me being a fan of him, but like I feel like he's always making the stupidest joke in a room where like he doesn't necessarily need to say that to be Spider-Man. You don't have to say a witty joke every two seconds or be told to shut up every two seconds. Like you can just you can be Spider-Man. You can have Moxie without saying you have Moxie. You know, you can be Han Solo without announcing that you're Han Solo. And right now, I do think that certain writers are not handling Spider-Man well when he's a guest star in a book. You know, they do or they do everything that you think is stereotypical of Spider-Man, which that technically isn't Spider-Man, I guess. It's the 
that version of Spider-Man, I guess, but I don't know. It bothers me because I'm a Spider-Man fan. So again, I'm not threatening to kill anybody. I'm not threatening, you know, to boycott Marvel or do anything insane. I'm just kind of going through my feelings about different characters and, and writing styles and how things work and, and what I think works and what I think doesn't work. So this is, this is a healthy discourse on comic books. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that you take the time to listen to me rant and rave about comic books. Cause I mean, I do love the medium and I love everybody that works in comic books. Um, maybe, I guess maybe except for the comic skaters. I don't like them. You know, I don't, so, um, I, I like, I like a lot of people in comic books and I appreciate everybody's hard work and time and, and, um, you know, so I appreciate what people are doing and I really like what, I really like what, uh, Nico is doing with Spider-Man eyes in this one. It's just, it's, there's just certain little things. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's Spider-Man. And then, you know, he winks at you and you're like, oh yeah, that's really a Spider-Man. Um, I also, I, I'm not a fan of it, but like for some reason, uh, Nico is not doing webbing on his hands. Um, but if you go through the panel, at least he's consistent and leaves thing. He leaves them out. Like it kind of looks like gloves. And I was like, okay, I can kind of respect that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like I understand that webbing is hard on Spider-Man. I get it. But like you're a professional, step it up and get the webbing done. And you can blame it on your inker too. Yeah, because this is uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, I definitely know it's hard to be consistent on the webbing on this mask, but like one, two, three. Yep. Um, one, two, three. Yeah. So there's, there's a little, but his eyes kind of open up and close left and right. So one, two. Yep. There's a, it's tough. It's tough. One, two, three. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to go back and forth and you got to, one, two. Yep. It's the little things. If you look at the webbing on his face, you can count and you can see where it's like, oh, this was the, the you know, it's not like the Starbucks cup issue in um, Game of Thrones, but it's still like, hey guys, we got to, you know, just, just look at your stuff and see like, does that match up? Does that match up? You know, and I know that you can play with a lot of stuff, but like, it does help to just kind of, you know, make things work. I don't know. It's just, it's a t Spider-Man's a tough battle because sometimes, yeah, there's, there's one panel where he just draws lines for webbing. And I was like, that's not, just take the extra two seconds and make it look like webbing and not lines. That's a, that's a battle for me. That's, that's my little pet peeve of Spider-Man. It's like, Hey, draw spider-man you know because he's a uh, spider webs but um all right so i let you guys know about paper girls and then i'm going to start reading that and i'm going to talk about that so if you want to get on board with that that'd be awesome um i'm probably going to read this war of realms when it comes out and talk about that because we got to get in with the war of realms because there's some stuff going on and they just announced some crazy stuff with like thor 
and possibly Loki picking up the mantle of Thor. I'm not sure. Um, uh, and then we have Jane Foster being the Valkyrie. So there's going to be a lot of stuff post-War Realms that's going to be going on that we need to talk about. Uh, Heroes in Crisis is, is going on. I'm trying to think of other big things going on in the DC universe. Um, and then there was some crazy stuff going on in The Walking Dead that I need to catch up with. So I'm, I'm definitely looking ex- very excited about um, what's going on that. Blackbird trade just came out um, that I, I read the first issue and it's pretty amazing. It, it's totally an LA book. Like it reminds me of LA, you know, with all the neon and glitz and glamour and everything like that. So um, Blackbird's a trade that I'm going to be looking at. Um, you know, tell me what you're reading and what trades you're picking up. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you know how to reach me through social media or email. Um, comment below on the podcast, uh, all these different things. If you do like what I'm doing, you know, subscribe, like, comment, review, all that fun stuff. Um, check out all the reviews by all the different writers on Monkey Spider Robots. Um, Pop Axiom is our new site that covers TV and film with a focus on the streaming services. So definitely check that out. Uh, again, it's Mother's Day your mom a card get her a present take her out uh do all those different things and and just say thanks mom for letting me read comic books because um that's a huge influence in my life so i'm matt sardo this is monkey spider robots thank you for listening have a great weekend